Mobile is the future. Use it to power up your profits. Welcome to Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble. Our show focuses on the latest news and information impacting mobile marketers, publishers, and technologists. We speak with the power players of mobile monetization. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble. Please welcome our host, Wen Tiu. Welcome to Mobile Power and Profit presented by Rumble, the ultimate platform to run your mobile business. This is Wen Tu, your host, and each week we discuss a key aspect of the mobile industry with a mobile thought leader. This week we look at the challenges of collecting your, your customer data on mobile. There's a lot of talk about big data, but what about this new concept, fast data? With us this week is Ryan Nelson. Ryan heads up product and growth marketing at Qualtrics, the world's leading insight platform. He launched the first out-of-the-box voice of the customer product and created CX Week, the world's largest online customer experience event. Great to have you on the show, Ryan. Hey, Wynn. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey. So everyone has heard about big data. But now there's this new topic um, about fast data. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more of what fast data means? Yeah. So big data, obviously big buzzword uh, around big data. At Qualtrics, we really focus a lot around fast data. And what I mean by fast data, as the name implies, it, one, it's gathered quickly, data that's gathered quickly. But more important than being gathered quickly, it's, more, it's important to share that insight, share that data out quickly, and act upon it quickly before the shelf life expires and becomes exhaust data that really isn't relevant or impactful for the organization or for the consumer. So by fast data, what I mean by it, it's information uh, that helps address specific issues across the org and drive results and innovation in the moment and in real time. Yeah. So in in mobile, everyone talks about um, capturing that mobile moment. And I'm assuming that fast data um, is critical for a lot of marketers and uh, media folks out there um, to capture the mobile moment. What does fast data, how does that really change the concept of fast data? How does it relate? Yeah. So uh, when you think about mobile, you can think about the different touch points across the customer journey. So you have uh, on uh, the average American, I believe 91% of Americans have a a cell phone in their pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of those are smartphones. And uh, at this stage of our uh, existence, we we have the phone, the the cell phone is really connected to us more than anything, probably even more so than our wallet is. And so we have this incredible ability to be able to collect insights from consumers wherever they are in the world. And And one of the tips I think I would share with the audience today is it's so, so important for us to be where our customers are and not where it's comfortable for ourselves to be. I'll give you an example. Uh, Viceroy uh, Hotel Group, they're doing a bunch of mobile studies. They uh, have they use Qualtrics to do a lot of their mobile feedback, a lot of their website feedback. They had a bunch of traction coming to their website from local IP addresses, uh, and they were wondering, what's going on? Why are there locals trying to you know reserve rooms at our hotel? Mm-hmm. They found by doing just some uh, quick studies and some quick, uh, some fast data, some fast insight, they found that those individuals locally were trying to find the happy hour menu on their, uh, at their, in the restaurant inside the hotel. And so what they did uh, through Qualtrics, they simply um, redirected all local uh, traffic that was coming to the website straight to their restaurant happy hour menu. Um, and they did that in a matter of an hour or two. 
and uh, dramatically increase their ROI there from, and their conversion rate simply by making it easy and navigating them to set so an example of using fast data and fast insights to make yeah. quick changes that impact your, your bottom line. Yeah. So that's really interesting in which first they had to notice that there was like an anomaly. And I would imagine just identifying that anomaly must have been really happenstance. Um, How does someone systematically be able to wade through the troves of data that they are already collecting to then um, make a quick decision and implement it quickly um, from there? That's a good point. When it comes to data and insights, we're in a world where there's a lot of data silos and silos across different departments, different organizations, even just different people across the organization. And uh, there needs to be a, a way to be able to bring those insights together and unsilo those, bring them together in a centralized data repository and be able to action on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, technology and we, we, we help our customers and um, we're seeing a, a lot of traction around being able to tell a holistic story across uh, the customer journey, identify the different touch points that are most relevant to a to a customer, and then being able to target and uh, or reach out and engage with that customer with the touch point that's going to be most relevant for them, whether it's on social media, whether it's on mobile, whether it's on your website, whether it's in-store, uh, or uh, really anywhere that you're interacting with consumers. So it sounds like with Fast Data, there needs to be a lot of... Um uh, preparation and thought of setting up the right infrastructure, not only to collect it, but to identify the anomalies and then from there to decide how to act on it and to do it. That, that seems to be um, a very complicated infrastructure of data and technology that has to come together. How do you work with your clients when they're initially uh, trying to really get in on the action of the concept of fast data? Yeah. So, uh it could start with the customer journey. There's a bunch of different ways to go about it. I'll give you an example of what of what JetBlue does, JetBlue Airways. They've won the J.D. Power Award 11 years in a row for best uh, low-cost airline uh, in customer experience. They uh, have phenomenal customer experience. They're the, they're the airline that if you have kids on the airline and you're trying to get your bags in the overhead bin, they'll, they'll hold your baby for you. They're, they just go above and beyond. Yeah. An example there, they... Um, uh, they brought together these fast insights and this fast data. Philadelphia is one of their uh, at one of their airports. They started seeing their net promoter score decline heavily early in the morning, and they didn't really know why. They were trying to figure out what was going on, and uh, doing some digging. Within a day or so, they were able to find that in uh, that airport specifically, the juice and coffee shops were closed early in the morning. So people weren't getting their coffee fixed. And uh, so what they did in a very uh, fast way, they uh, started giving out juice and coffee at the gate. Uh, Naturally, that increased uh, customer experience scores and uh, sentiment and engagement scores rose uh, dramatically right away. So what JetBlue did is they they took what could have been something that they could have taken a passive approach and said, oh, well, we can't do much about it because the airport just doesn't have stores open at that time. They just were proactive about it and tried to deliver a better customer experience. They then piped in all of that into airport-level dashboards to be able to see scores as they were coming in across different regions, different airports, and then be able to scale that up to the national level to see what is working and what's not, benchmarking across different flights, different times, different airports, different pilots, different um, flight attendants, being able to bring all that together in a centralized place, mm-hmm. action on it with, with dashboards. So. So it sounds like in, in both scenarios, it was really important, whether it was Viceroy or JetBlue, for them to have already in mind a certain KPI that 
they already track. And then from there, when they see an anomaly, that's where FASTA to help them figure out a solution to it. Is that fair to say that? Yeah. They, yeah. So they um, they have different benchmarks. They have different uh, goals. They have net, a lot of them use net promoter score or a different customer satisfaction metric. They get uh, the entire company aligned and engaged around that. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it's at the, at the global level or at the individual level, individuals can see frontline uh, feedback. If someone mentions your name, you can be able to see the comments that are coming in about you all the way up to the executive level to be able to see what's working across different regions. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, the, how that works, and across kind of our customer database, we have about 7,000 or 8,000 clients, uh, brands that are using Qualtrics. Some of them uh, have small uh, customer satisfaction programs, and they're measuring maybe only one touch point. They maybe have a few surveys. Others, yeah. it's their global program that spans uh, the enterprise. Um, each of those have different initiatives. When it comes down to it, it's uh, tying the customer experience to the ROI, and there's a lot of uh, examples uh, that I could share around uh, how, the, how your increase in net promoter score, your increase in loyalty rates uh, mm-hmm. increases your uh, ROI. I'll give you a quick example, uh, 1-800-CONTACTS. Uh, they're the largest reseller of contact lenses. I was just talking to them actually last week, and uh, since February, they've made a bunch of improvements. They've rolled over to Qualtrics, and they've actually increased their net promoter score by 13 points, which is really unheard of. I've, I don't think I ever could have increased that quickly. Yeah. There's some gaps that they closed, and then they actually increased their uh, retention rates uh, by 12% which is millions of dollars uh, just in the last few months uh, by simply closing the loop and on this fast insight, being able to make it right for those that uh, were maybe passive about the company, turning them into promoters, for those that were detractors, and turning them into passives. Great. Well, we uh, have to take a small break for commercials, but great insight from Ryan Nelson from Qualtrics talking about how companies like Viceroy and JetBlue and 1-800-CONTACTS is using fast data. Um, Stay with us after these short messages. Stay tuned for more mobile power and profit after this brief profit timeout. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. 
Want to change the ad map of your app? Point, click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point, click, and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Giving you the power to increase your profits. This is Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble, only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Wen Tu. Welcome back to Mobile Power and Profit. I'm joined here with Ryan Nelson from Qualtrics. Ryan has been sharing with us the rise of fast data and its importance for a lot of marketers out there. So, Ryan, to get fast data, you need to be where your audience is. And you gave us such great examples with Viceroy, JetBlue, and 1-800-CONTACTS. But when it comes to mobile, it seems like mobile surveys have been a great way to sort of get an initial instinctual feel um, for what your customers um, want and need. What's your take on mobile surveys and using it in a fast data approach? It's a great question. Um, I appreciate that. Mobile is a huge part of, of research and customer insights. Mobile is a great way, uh, as I mentioned, to uh, target and reach the audience wherever they are. Uh, we're seeing a huge tr- uh, trend uh, in mobile, especially as it relates to mobile surveys. Mobile is not going away. At Qualtrics, we feel like mobile is a part of everything that we do. Give you some, I'll give you some stats here that I was just actually just looking at. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, about 91% or so of American adults have a cell phone. 74% are smartphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, 80% uh, browse the web daily on a phone. And actually, 64% check email daily on their phone. Yeah. So uh, that's a, a great way, uh, obviously, to reach an audience, whether they're checking email or taking a survey on their smartphone, uh, or, or whether it's an SMS text message survey uh, after an, an interaction. The problem that I'm seeing, though, uh, in that space, typically researchers are still trying to catch up with uh, the need uh, of the space. In fact, 36% of researchers across the, the data that we've pulled are not actively focusing on mobile and leveraging mobile in the way that they should be. And so everybody, as I imagine everybody that's listening, has received a survey on their phone and it looks kind of terrible, works kind of yeah. terrible. In fact, I was taking a survey uh, recently and they had a forced response question on there, which meant basically I couldn't move on to the next question without yeah. answering that question, but it wouldn't let, I was zooming in, I was trying to click it, and I, it wouldn't let me. So I basically had to abandon the survey. I don't, I don't remember what, what, who, what survey platform it was used on, but so that's just a terrible experience. Nobody really wants to do that. And the, and the fact is the data is bad as well for the researcher. Uh, if you think about it, uh, you can create a very biased response by having a poor experience. If you're zooming in, if you can't really read the question, if you're just clicking buttons and then you hit submit, it's, it's just bad data. You can't compare it. The other one is a biased non-response. When you start clicking data, clicking things, uh, it's not working very well for you and you just don't respond at all because it's a bad experience. And the, and the data shows that those that uh, exit that survey kind of frustrated, only 1% to 5% are actually going to go back and take it on their desktop. So at Qualtrics, we, and we're, we're huge proponents of changing the world of that and making it so simple to build surveys that work on every device. That it's really just a, a matter of a few clicks. And so... Um, we're, yeah, we're very I, I big proponents of making it out of the world of mobile. Yeah, mobile is always um, such a tricky thing for a lot of um, folks in the space. We at Rumble serve a lot of clients, and it seems that 
surveys aren't something new, but in the mobile space, there's so much fragmentation, the technology and just executing it correctly seems to be a major headache. So at Qualtrics, how do you help your um, customers get over the technical, I guess, execution hump when it comes to mobile and surveys? That's a great question. Um, what we've done, we actually have a team of engineers that's dedicated to mobile here. Inside of Qualtrics, when you build a survey, it'll actually show you into the preview mode. It'll show you what your survey will look like on a mobile device right there inside the platform. Uh, you can click on the survey. It'll click. Uh, it'll show what it will look like when you click it on the mobile phone. We've introduced uh, something kind of revolutionary. I, I think it's the first uh, of its where uh, there's a as a style for researchers. They would know what this is, but it's a, a matrix style question. Mm-hmm. And being able to ask a, a grid question and be able to have a, a series of, of buttons that you'd be able to click. We've done that in a way that it's an accordion style. So when you open it up on your phone, it'll collapse and expand based on the question that you're answering. Another thing that we're doing around that is, is responsive themes. So basically, think of the theme as the template. So the template behind the survey. Mm-hmm. And that theme will adjust or adapt to really any device. And so every single one of our themes now are just kind of out of the box. Uh, mobile compatible, and so whether it's on an iPad or an iPhone or an Android device or Android tablet, all of those are going to work and work great. Um, also within that, there's a few other things. I'll just kind of be brief on that, but there's a, a something called Mobile Compatibility Advisor. It'll prompt you within, as you're building your survey, it'll prompt you to let you know whether that question is going to work very well on a mobile device. And then one of my very favorite features is device detection, and this actually works really well for a post-transactional uh, study. You can, uh, after you make a purchase or something, and you receive a survey. Nobody really wants to uh, go shopping at the mall, get a survey, get a, you know, you're maybe checking out a Banana Republic, and you get a survey that's 20 minutes long. Nobody's going to take that um, as you're uh, kind of walking out of the mall. But if you, uh, uh, if Banana Republic were to say, would you be willing to take a three-question survey, whether it's on your uh, an online survey on your phone or an SMS text message survey? for a chance to win a $500 shopping spree. I know a lot of people would do that. That would up the response rate, I know. Mm-hmm. And what you can do with device detection is actually you can build a 30-question survey. And so if they take a, if they go home and take it on their desktop and they open it up, it'll ask them 30 questions. But if they open it up on their mobile phone, it'll actually pair it down to the three questions that you only, that are most pertinent to, uh, to the study, mm-hmm. all in the same survey. So I, So when you talk about mobile, it sounds like a lot of the things that you're talking about are great tools for mobile web. So a lot of browser based. What's sort of your experience when it comes to uh, native apps or um, mobile apps of um, making surveys really uh, become impactful in that arena where there's a lot more options? That's a great question. We do have a lot of customers that uh, embed surveys within their native apps, Mm -hmm. Uh, being able to do that with a product called Site Intercept and uh, being able to capture feedback in-app. I know uh, a lot of brands do that. Another app that we have is an offline, it's Qualtrics Offline Surveys, which basically allows uh, our clients to be able to ask their customers questions without an internet connection. So we have a lot of customers, so uh, Whistler Black Home, for example, uh, Vail Resorts, uh, others that are uh, kind of on the mountain ski resorts, being able to capture feedback on the map. Mountain, others like car manufacturers and uh, those in the test drive group being able to capture feedback from people as they're test driving the car and driving down the freeway at 80 miles an hour, kind of capturing that and just kind of re- completely replaced pen and paper and clipboard to do that. A lot of others like park rangers or even warehouse employees that work in a warehouse or a, a factory being able to capture that where maybe internet or Wi-Fi is spotty. 
So we're seeing a lot of traction there of being able to go out into trade shows or events and being able to, to reach and engage the audience wherever that is. And then being able to have that in a, in a fast way, going back to fast insights, being able to get that synced up at all of your other insights and you can benchmark that and, and compare it across other channels rather than going back, maybe entering it into uh, Excel or something else and uh, trying to do that maybe on off hours and trying to keep up. It just speeds up that whole process. So, Ryan, when it comes to mobile surveys, what are some of the biggest mistakes some people are making when they're creating mobile surveys? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we're seeing a lot of, if you think about it, when you create a survey within a company, you uh, initially have some questions. I would recommend you keep it to about 20 questions. Studies show that uh, you can take a survey in about two and a half minutes. But if yep. you spread that across the organization, you're going to get uh, a lot of people that are asking other questions. So mm -hmm. I, my biggest recommendation is only ask the questions that you absolutely need to ask and keep it short. So what's the magic number, especially when it comes to mobile? Say, yeah. Yep. So uh, as I, I would definitely keep it under 20 questions and studies, uh, as I mentioned, about two and a half minutes or so, two to three minutes uh, for a survey, especially a post-transactional survey after a support or a, a paid interaction. Even on mobile, I feel like 20 questions in two and a half minutes seem an awfully long time. Um, I know that the average um, sessions when like the New York Times has opened up, um, people read an article or so, and they're only spending um, under two minutes on it. So if a survey is taking that long um, on mobile, would that be a big issue? Yeah, so actually, I'm a big fan of microsurveys, being able to ask. That's why I like Net Promoter so much, uh, asking the Net Promoter question, how likely are you, are you to recommend us uh, to a friend or a colleague? I'm sure yeah. we've all gotten those surveys asking that before. You can mm -hmm. use that question and it asks kind of a lot of questions. So you could do that one simple question, yeah. a follow-up, please indicate or please let us know the reason uh, for the, giving us that score. And then they'll, uh, they'll, what they'll do is if they're a promoter, They'll tell us why uh, they love us, or if they're a detractor, they'll tell us why uh, or what we can do to be to, to do a better job. And that does it really in two questions. Uh, so you're right. Keeping it uh, very, very brief is uh, is more recommended, especially even under 30 seconds. You're going to drastically increase your response rates. Yep. And so what sort of like tips or tools or any advice that you have for our listeners who are doing these two, three question quick mobile surveys, what things have they done to get a higher participation rate? Um, one, optimizing for mobile, making sure that it's, uh, the questions are very clear and crisp, they uh, are visible on the phone, and then mm -hmm. just making it super easy for them to, uh, to take the survey. Uh, we have a progress bar that uh, also increases response rates, being able to know how long, just being up front with them in the invite. Uh, this will take you 30 seconds. We really value your feedback. Incentives uh, are also used, uh, giving out gift cards and other things. We see mm -hmm. a lot of our clients uh, doing that as well. We're coming towards the end of this segment, but would love for you, if you can, give a, an example of perhaps one of your clients and sort of um, what success they've had um, when they really looked at mobile survey with a Qualtrics approach. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, let me think here. So uh, CarMax, let's use a CarMax as an example. They actually, in fact, they increased their response rates by 66% by optimizing for mobile. They shortened their survey drastically, made it look much better, made mm -hmm. it optimized for mobile, and uh, they increased it, as I mentioned, 66% for all uh, those uh, prospects that came through their doors. Yeah. So if anything to learn about mobile surveys, it's optimization 
and build it for mobile and make sure it's short. Thank you so much, Ryan. With our audience, we'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned for more with Ryan Nelson from Qualtrics. Stay tuned for more mobile power and profit after this brief profit timeout. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Giving you the power to increase your profits. This is Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Wen Tu. Thank you for staying tuned to Mobile Power and Profit. We've been talking to Ryan Nelson from Qualtrics about fast data, mobile survey, and everything related to how to really capture your customer voice, especially when it's on mobile. So, Ryan, one really great application of fast data is in collecting customer feedback. Um, I can see and hear that enables companies to react as quickly as possible as they hear any discontent or even any uh, bravos that they're getting from their customers. Um, what are some of your advice of how companies can really react quickly to customer feedback in the most structured way? That's a great question. Uh, kind of how I look at it is surveys really help you understand what customers are saying to you, mm-hmm. but there's other things that our customers are saying in the world they're saying about you, uh, whether it's online review sites or social media. So you want to be able to get the full picture and understand the customer journey and be able to bring that together into a holistic uh, picture or insights that you can use uh, across um, uh, different touch points. Mm-hmm. So things like text analytics, being able to dig into drivers and understand yeah. the root cause behind something. Um, those are all uh, things that I would recommend um, doing is being able to map the journey and then consider the channels kind of as the verticals within that journey. 
So it seems like you have to really open the funnel of data collection to really get feedback so that you um, really get the full picture. What are some best practices that you've advised your clients when they think about getting the entire sort of customer feedback journey? So you'll, I, we definitely advise them. We have consultants here also that help them map it out. And really, uh, one, it could potentially just start with one touch point. What's the most important touch point for your, uh, for your organization? Um, whether that's an, an online survey or whether that's your website or uh, in in store, uh, being able to to lay that out. One thing that I will say is that along that journey is being able to understand and help uh, figure out what your customer perceptions or beliefs are. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example there. Um, if I if I go uh, my perceptions and, and beliefs of, of like a brand like McDonald's, um, it better be fast when I go over there. If I yeah. go on the on the other extreme, like Morton Steakhouse, it better be an amazing steak. Yeah. Um, and so those perceptions and beliefs, those uh, lead to attitudes, and uh, attitudes then lead to intentions, and intentions lead to to purchase behavior, and then purchase behavior in turn leads to loyal and frequent customers, and that's where the money is. So there's that journey from uh, perceptions and beliefs to to purchase behavior is what really needs needs to be to ma- to be mapped out. And how do you measure that? I, I'm just thinking, you know, belief, attitude, intention, purchase, they're very large concepts. And I can imagine you can collect everything from what's being talked about in social media to sort of um, what they're doing on your website to what they're doing in stores. How do you sort of make sense of all this data? So I would consider sort of that first level, if you kind of think of it as a tiered approach, at the bottom level would be your perceptions and beliefs. That's kind of true market research, being able to go out and understand what uh, the consumer believes about the brand, uh, what, are my, what are my perceptions. Um, as I mentioned, though, uh, all of those perception and beliefs, that could be um, before the brand, the, the consumer has any interaction. And so it's, it's some marketing that goes into it and some other things. But then where it all comes down to it is how, the, how satisfied or dissatisfied were you with your experience, and that's where you start to develop your attitudes towards the brand. The fact is then, though, that your attitudes don't always indicate your intentions, and that's where a net promoter score type question would come in is instead of just asking how satisfied or dissatisfied you are with the brand, you could ask how likely are you to recommend us to a a friend or colleague, which starts to um, become a measure of intention or or loyalty, Mm -hmm. and which then in turn leads to, to ROI. Great. Well, we are um, getting to the end of our program here. Um, Ryan, it's been such an interesting conversation. Um, For our listeners who want to learn a little bit more about fast data, mobile surveys, and measuring customer behavior, where is a good place where they can find more information? Yeah, so we have a a blog that uh, we we always have a lot of guests and contributors. Qualtrics.com slash blog is where that is. Um, uh, products that we have and other things that we can help, we definitely be open to helping and making sure that we can help automate your programs. Uh, we also uh, recently had CX Week, CXWeek.com, which where we brought together uh, the best stories, the best experiences, uh, the best thought leaders around the, the, the topic of customer experience and gave a free online event. All of that content is available on demand as well. 
Um, so yeah, I appreciate being on the on the show. I, I thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you, and thank you for sharing um, your insights with us. And to all our listeners out there, remember you can find this and more podcast episodes of Mobile Power and Profit in the iTunes stores, or simply going to mobilepowerandprofit.com. Tell us what you thought of today's episode on social media using hashtag RumbleMPP. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Mobile Power and Profit presented by Rumble, the ultimate platform to run your mobile business. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.